for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Okay, good to see everyone as we go into this. Uh, can you believe it's 19 years since we celebrated the year 2000? <laughs> Whoa, 19 years ago. Um, we're going to take a reading and then today we're going to open up this new year and this new month with a new word and a different topic which I think is very apt for the first Sunday. Boom, 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 boom. Don't know who that was, whether it was Tom or me, <laughs> uh, for the first Sunday in January. So let me do the reading and then, uh, and then we'll explain where we're going. And the reading is not on the screen. Uh, but you have your Bibles, turn to it. If you haven't got your Bibles, get a Bible <laughs> on your phone, on your iPad, somewhere. I've never gone to a golf club without taking my golf clubs. <laughs> Just a thought. Just a thought. Luke chapter 17, and uh, we're going to read from verse 11 through to verse 19. It is me. We'll try it. If not, we'll go on to the, the held hand microphone. <coughs> verse 11, chapter 17. Now it happened, as he, being Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, being the lepers, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? (laughs) Which I find quite funny, but anyway. And he said to them, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. I'm saying not this foreigner because I'm a foreigner in this land, being England and being Scottish. And uh, it's amazing how sometimes you're treated because you've got a different accent or whatever. Anyway, that's by the by. Our word for uh, January, and for this uh, first four Sundays of January, called Gratitude. <laughs> Be grateful for a new mic. <laughs> gratitude. Um, and that's, what go- that's going to be our word. And today, I'm going to look at the title of uh, Gratitude Attitude. And uh, Gratitude Attitude, having a gratitude attitude. And next week, uh, Tom's going to look at uh, gratitude for promises, God's promises. Grateful for what's being a, what's ahead, what God's promised up ahead, what's on its way to you. And then in the third week, we're going to look at gratitude for people. And uh, who got the people that God's placed in your life right now, and the people who God is preparing right now for your future. 
who you don't know yet. And listen, I'm going to tell you a secret. I, uh, <laughs> looking at Susan, I was cleaning out my wardrobe too. And do you know what I found? I found some love letters from Susan to me and me to Susan. And uh, I'm going to have to bury them somewhere. <laughs> and uh, little do you know, when you're, before you're engaged, before you're married, you're writing these declarations and so forth. And uh, I'm not going to tell the details. <laughs> but uh, we were declaring our love for one another. And then 40 years later, we still declare our love for one another. Isn't that amazing? And uh, I say that to say this, that uh, what you declare and what you're grateful for, God will bring into your life. And uh, so anyway, that's by the by. Gratitude for people, gratitude for Susan, gratitude for problems. And uh, that's not an easy one. Gratitude for problems. Problems are the uninvited guests that come into our lives. It's a bit like the in-laws coming at Christmas, you know. <laughs> yeah, some of you are smiling, but don't smile too much because your next door neighbor's watching. Um, gratitude for problems. And, and that's the first month of the year over. That's January gone, like that. And uh, we'll be into February. So uh, don't switch off this year because 2019 will go quicker than 2018. Uh, that's what happens as you get older, the years go quicker. Uh, I wonder if you, as you look back, and uh, Tom's referred to it, Susan's referred to it, looking back to the old year, uh, and can I say to you, as you look back, look back and learn. Don't just go into the new year and think, well, that's that gone. Actually look back and, and learn some lessons from the year just gone. 2018 was full of lessons for you to learn and for me to learn. It was full of lessons to learn. I wonder if we are willing to learn them. So take some time aside quickly this year in 2019 and analyze 2018. What you did, who you did it with. Ask why that happened. Why did that not happen? What succeeded? What failed? Because if you don't do that, then 2019 will be a repeat of 2018. It'll be more or less the same. So if 2018 was difficult, then learn lessons from the difficulties. If it was a blessed year, then what did the blessings teach you? If it was a busy year, if it was a crazy year, if it was a lonely year, if it was a loving year, what did the business, what did the craziness, what did the loneliness, what did the love teach you last year? What did you learn from it? What can you learn from what happened in 2018? If it was a year that you felt that you failed and you fell, what can you learn from the failure? What can you learn from the fall that you took? It's not the failure that's your problem. It's learning from the fa- failing to learn from the failure that's your issue. It's not the fall that keeps you down. It's the failure to get back up and join the race again. So you have a race to learn, sorry, a race to run in 2019, and we need to learn the the lessons of the previous year to continue the race that we want to win. But 2018 is gone, and you cannot do one thing about it, apart from learn the lessons of it. 
is full of possibilities, full of potential, full of days, weeks, months, waiting for us to enjoy and take advantage of. Isn't it amazing? It's all ahead. And there'll be in the next few weeks, there'll be some short, sharp, snowy days perhaps, but learn to enjoy the snow as the lambs in the field or the puppies going up the lane or whatever, they see snow for the first time and they enjoy it. But we get older, we think, oh, what a hassle, it's snowing, oh, it's horrible. In the spring, there'll be lambs in the fields, the bulbs will start coming through, the ground, the plants, the bushes, the trees will start coming to life. And it's all for your enjoyment. It's all for you to see your creator at work. And then they come to the summer, don't we? Who likes the summer? (laughs) Yeah, we like the summer, don't we? Long days, short nights. We have barbecues, time to do work outside. We perhaps we travel, we go on holidays. We maybe have family birthday parties, picnics. And then we come back around through the year into autumn. And the leaves start changing color, and we see some amazing landscapes of trees and bushes. Life is short, and 2019 will be over. I feel like I've just, the year's gone. Happy Christmas. No, life's short, though. Life is short. Enjoy, I'm saying all this to say this, all that to say this. Enjoy the season that you are in right now. Even enjoy the hard days when you have babies running around, toddlers, craziness, noise. Let me just say, enjoy that season. It, I feel like my, my grandfather and my father. It does not last. It doesn't last. And you know, when they're young, you want rid of them. And then they get older and they go out and you want them back because you don't know what they're doing. And it's just, it's, it's craziness. And I think often the enemy pushes us to keep thinking about the next thing, the next season, the next week, the next month, the next year. If I can just get through this, I can get And actually what happens is your life's gone. And God says, enjoy this season right now. Stop looking forward to a better day because you know what? These are the better days. <laughs> These are the better days. These are right now that you're going through the good old times. Used to be, didn't they? Be a programmer, think, sing along on a Saturday night, the good old days or something. But these are the good old days. And what I've just said to you is an important lesson to learn. Honestly, if you if just walk away with that this morning and think, I'm going to enjoy where I am right now. I'm going to enjoy the house I'm in. I'm going to enjoy the job I'm in. I'm going to enjoy the church I'm in. I'm going to enjoy the marriage I'm in. I'm going to enjoy the problems I'm in. And we'll look at that later in the month. We will move to another level with our walk with God. I say all that to say this. Let gratitude be the lens that you look life through. I received a letter the other day there, came through the post from Specsavers. And basically they're saying, we'd like you to come in and see us. Yeah, it's a yearly appointment. And when I go there, and other opticians are available, <laughs> but Specsavers, I go there, and they start to put in the, the chair, and they start, as you know, if you wear glasses, they start putting different frames on your glasses, or, or their glasses, 
And they're trying to test your eyes to see how clearly you're seeing and how your sight is needing adjusted. And depending on how you see and how you don't see, they change the lens. And any excuse to change the lens, because that's the reason to give you an invoice. And uh, so they try and make you to see things clearly. And what I'm trying to do in this first Sunday, but certainly this month, is to get you to change your lens. To get you to change the way you see things. See your life, see your situation. Because some of us need new glasses. Some of us in 2018, you've found yourself becoming more and more selfish. Some of us have discovered that we're becoming more and more proud. Some of us are beginning to take people for granted that God has placed in our life. Some of us are becoming self-obsessed. Uh, Some of us are becoming arrogant. Arrogant like Bart Simpson, who when he was asked to say grace said, Dear God, we paid for all this stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing. That's arrogance. And we laugh. Because, but some of us are getting so arrogant we're forgetting who's God and who's man or woman. Some of us are not getting arrogant. We're getting depressed. Some of us are fearful for this year and the year after this year and the one after that and every other subsequent year because we see life through a lens of fear. But you need new lens. Your eyesight has become distorted on the journey. You're not seeing reality, but you think you're seeing reality. Don't we? When we've got the old glasses on, you know, we're trying to make them work. And we think what we're seeing is reality. And then somebody says, okay, is it A, B, C, D? And you go, "Uh, suddenly your vision is tested. Because you're seeing things from your point of view. You're not seeing reality. So in January 2019, let's put on lens of gratitude. Being thankful for what we have, the good, and what seems seemingly bad. Thankful for who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Being thankful for your faults and your issues. Being thankful for your circumstances. Being thankful in all things. Hmm. Didn't say all apart from your situation. It says all things. So Jesus is passing through Samaria and Galilee, and he enters into a certain village, and the name is not even that, the place isn't even that important. They don't even say where it was. An unimportant village. That's how prestige it was. And he he meets 10 lepers on the outside of the village. Desperately ill, lonely people. Circumstances are as bad as they get outside of the village because of their leprosy, outside of human contact, deathly disease. And then along comes Jesus. And they see him. And they begin to shout out to Jesus, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You know, it doesn't matter how lonely you are, how ill you are, it doesn't matter how bad it is, shout out to Jesus. Even if it's the first Sunday of 2019, it doesn't matter how bad it is, Jesus is passing by, shout out. Shout for mercy, shout for help, shout for healing, shout for friendship, shout for love. Don't just whisper, shout! 
Shout. You can take it. Shout for grace. Shout Jesus. And Jesus sees them. It wouldn't even surprise me if that was the only reason he was going there. He's traveling to that area. And the ten lepers, ten lepers shout out for help with their sickness and their issues and their problem. Ten shout outed out. Only one shouted out with gratitude later when he got his healing and his deliverance. And one of them, verse 15, when he saw that he was healed, he returned and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Gratitude and the pathways of gratitude and the road of gratitude is not a well-worn path. 10% of this story gave thanks. One in 10. And it was the least acceptable person. The least expected person, a foreigner, the one from the different culture. I wonder if I can tell you a secret. The most gratitude the freedom receives, the most gratitude this church receives, this charity receives, is from Johnny Foreigner, if you like. The foreigners, whoever the foreigners are. The food bank families, the drop-in users. The people in the lands where we travel are often the most grateful for what this church does. It's true. But the people in the church, well, that's, that's what we do. That's what we have. That's what we get. And we begin to take granted for granted what we have become accustomed to. And what happens in the church happens in your house. Take your husband or your wife for granted. Well, they're always there. They're always loyal. They're always true. They always serve. And we take things for granted. And yet a visitor can come along. The one who doesn't expect the invitation, doesn't expect the food, doesn't expect the delivery, doesn't expect somebody coming from another nation to minister healing to them or ministry to them or teach leadership or whatever else, is the most grateful. So we become unthankful, for instance, for the sunset. Because it happens every night, doesn't it? But if it happened every hundred years, you'd be taking a day off work. I want to see the sunset. But it happens every night. A beautiful thing. Especially in a cleared sky. You see the sun going down. And you see God's beauty. Oh, I'm busy. I have to get back. I need to get home. Busy things to do. Hoovering. Ironing. Dishwashing. And yet we miss the moment to be grateful because we're getting on with the mundane. And somewhere along the way, it might not have been in 2018, it might be 17 or 16 or 15, we lose the attitude of gratitude, being grateful for what God has done and what he is doing and what he will do in our lives. Romans 1.21, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but they became futile in their thoughts and in their foolish hearts, and they were darkened. Although they knew God, they did not glorify him. Think of Christmas you just had. Think of the food on the table. Think of your loved ones around us. Think of the gifts you received. 
we're literally getting fed up with good things, fed up with food, fed up with some of the, some of the gifts maybe, fed up with maybe some of, some of the people. They've gone home, we can say this now. But, <laughs> and we get fed up physically, literally, emotionally, sometimes spiritually. And we lose what God has placed into our lives. Sitting around a Christmas meal and seeing your family. I remember Sandy saying this to me. I said, what was best about Christmas? He said it last year, the year before last. I said, he says, looking around the table and seeing all the family there. All chit-chattering, all enjoying each other, all loving each other most of the time. And just being blessed. But, and we lose the... the the gratitude of what God's done in our lives. Because why? Because we're driven and we have things to do and we've got pots to wash and serve the food and blah, blah, blah. And we just miss that, just that beautiful moment of the sunset. The joy of the season. Christ coming. Even if yours is a painful season and it has huge lessons to learn, and we'll look at this later in the month, that pain, that war, if you like, that difficulty has huge lessons that you later on will be grateful for. Gratitude is an underused lens. So I kind of encourage you this morning, look at your glasses and see if your lens need adjusting. Perhaps you've put on the wrong lens during, I've got one or two glasses on my desk in my office, and sometimes I pick up the wrong glasses, and I look at it, whoa, can't use them anymore. I've put on the wrong lens, and some of us have put on the wrong lens. You don't see what you've got. You're not appreciating what you've got. Maybe it's because you're fallen, and you fell, and as a result of your fall, You got up, but you picked up the wrong glasses. You picked up critical glasses. Maybe as you fell, and the result of being hurt, and in your hurt, you picked up hard-hearted glasses. Maybe as a result of working too hard in the home or at work, and you went down, depressed, and you picked up depressed glasses. Glasses that don't give you any hope, no color at all. You need to change lens. You need to see things in reality. Put on your new, in the first Sunday of January, your new gratitude attitude glasses. And the good news, government doesn't pay for them, but they're free. They're free. You're giving them free. But to use them, it'll cost you. <laughs> free, but co- to use them, they'll cost you because your eyes will need training and adjusting. Your, your way that you walk will need adjusting. You put on, sometimes you put on new glasses and, and you trip over things because you, you, you're not used to the lens. Sometimes you feel tempted to go back to the old glasses, the critical glasses, the depressed glasses, the hard hearted glasses. And God says, No, I want you to have the gratitude attitude glasses. Some of us have got self-pity lens, self-absorbed lens. It's all about me. Self-righteous lens, critical lens, religious lens. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And You understand? Because we can get in, and even in the most modern, charismatic, open, 
church, Freedom Center Church, you can get into a way of doing things. And, and when somebody changes the seats, and, and oh, hang on, where, where's my seat? You understand? An old favorite, Doris Day said this, gratitude is riches, complaint is poverty. And when you meet somebody who's got a gratitude attitude, you know somebody's walked into the room. And when you, you meet a complainer, there's a poverty of spirit that they're carrying. So make 2019 a, a year where you're going to use different lens. Be grateful that you've made it. You made 2019. Congratulations. You got here. Some people got to the last week in 2018 and didn't make it. You made it. That's serious. Think about that. People in hospital, Preston Royal, Blackpool Infirmary, were fighting to get to this year. And they didn't make it. But you made it. You're here for a purpose. You're not here just to, just to just get through, just to say, oh, how horrible this year is and how horrible things are and, and this is this terrible. And, and You're here for a purpose. And God says, if you will learn to be grateful, you'll learn to live, really live. Be grateful that you made it. Be grateful that you survived. Be grateful that the illness didn't take you out. Be grateful that the car accident didn't kill you. You're here, 2019, in God's house with God's people. That's a lot to be grateful for. And don't forget to return to Jesus and say thanks. <laughs> the 10%. Be part of the 10%. Get down on your, the Irish say this, get down on your knees and thank God you're still on your feet. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think of any Irish folk here. Are we? Oh, sorry. I've got Irish heritage. <laughs> Get down on your knees and thank God you're still on your feet. The Irish proverb. But go back and get down and worship him and glorify him for what he's done in your life. He has done amazing things. I know you're concentrating on the small stain on the blouse or the shirt. I come out of a restaurant sometimes and Susan says, she points immediately to the stain. What were you doing? You understand? Because we, we, we spot the mistakes, don't we? We spot the stains in our life. But we don't spot the, all the rest, which is immaculate. <laughs> we spot the stain. And that's what we do in our lives. We spot the problem. And God says, glorify me. Be, grat- be grateful for what I've done in your life. And when you do that, he opens up other, so all sorts of possibilities and frontiers. And life will give you more to be grateful for when you start being grateful for what you've got. You know the one at the table, at the Christmas table, and they're eating away. I love serving somebody who's hungry. You know, somebody who, oh, no, 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 I like that. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to detail here. I was going to say something about that. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of our, our um, Susan's brother-in-law and sister-in-law. I said, you're looking forward to Christmas. Oh, Christmas. It's an absolute nightmare. We've got, she says we've got 
us who eat meat, we've got the vegans, we've got the all the other different, and, and they all they all they all want their you know dairy free and all that malarkey, and, and they want this and they want that. It's an absolute nightmare. So we say to them, we thought, right, okay, bring your own food. So I'm not doing that. You've been on Christmas. I'm not bringing my own food. <laughs> so it's, anyway, that's another story. But anyway, so we. <laughs> How did I get onto that? Uh, think, yeah, think of when you're serving the food at Christmas. Think of you're serving the food at Christmas, and the whole table's full of food. Who's the one that you enjoy serving the most? The one who's really lapping it up and going, going for it and eating every single thing that you put in the plate. They're the one that get the extras because they're so grateful for what you're giving them. That's the one that gets fed. It's the same with God. He goes to the one, and he speaks to the one who's grateful. Ten were fed. One came back and was grateful. He was fed more. He was told why he was healed. The rest hadn't a clue. They thought something had changed on the way. But he told, he told him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Suddenly, he had a revelation of why he had become well. It was his faith. Faith makes you well. Faith in God, faith in his word, faith in his future for you, it makes you well. So be grateful for this new year. Have faith for 2000. And I don't know what's going to happen. Yes, God knows what's going to happen. And like Susan was saying, He knows the end from the beginning. He's gone ahead and sorted it. Be grateful. Go your your way knowing that faith in Jesus will make things well for you and your family and your situation. Do you know, 2019, let me tell you, and this isn't a prophetic word. Anybody will tell you this. It's going to be crazy. It's going to, politically, it will be a minefield. Can I give you a clue or a hint? Ignore it. Ignore it. Don't be swayed by any political correspondent or opinion because your faith will make you well. End off. Oh, we're worried about this. We're worried about that. And we should be doing this. And we should be doing that. And nah, 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 nah. We're going to vote this way. We're going to vote that way. Switch it off. Your faith has made you well. Isn't that amazing? They don't have that assurance. But we have that assurance. One friend of mine put it this way. <laughs> he says, as long as there's a circus, there'll be clowns. <laughs> as long as, and sometimes it feels that way, doesn't it? I think, oh, for goodness sake, stopping on this performance. Just, just tell me the news. As long as there's a circus, there'll be clowns. So don't take advice from a clown. Don't take your wisdom from a clown. It's your faith in God that will keep you well. The stock market is going to be all over the place. But it's your faith that will make you well. The pound's going to go up. The pound's going to go down. But it's your faith that will make you well. Psalm 50 Verse 23, whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. 
Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God to you and to me and to us. Lamentations 3.24, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Brexit, no Brexit. Doesn't matter. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Even if the nation's consumed, we won't be consumed. You get it? You see what I'm saying? Because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. So all through the craziness, get your gratitude lens on. Have your eyes on God. Not anywhere else, not anywhere else or anybody. It's your gratitude attitude that's going to take you through this next 12 months. And you will prosper. When you use these lens, you will prosper, you will flourish, you will be blessed, and you will be able to be a blessing. That's why God wants to prosper you, by the way. <laughs> he wants you to be a blessing. You can't be a blessing without being blessed. Have you ever thought of that? Just a thought. You, 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 you can't give a crust to somebody in the gutter if you don't have any bread. So let's make January a month when we show gratitude for everything, but especially to God and to your loved ones and to your church family, those sitting around you, and just wait and see how your life and your attitudes and your friendships will grow. Do you know that person at home that annoys you? Maybe that person, don't look to the side, maybe that person sitting next to you who really irritates you. If you started to show some gratitude to them, do you know what? They might change. <laughs> No, really. They might change. So decide this morning, do you know what? I'm going to go home, Jack. I'm going to go into my week, Jack. I'm going to go into January, Jack, this month. And I'm going to start showing some gratitude. I'm going to be like the one who went back and shouted his gratitude out. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to write an email. I'm going to send a text. I'm going to send a message a letter, and I'm going to say to someone, do you know what? I'm so grateful that you are in my life. Everyone shows gratitude at Christmas. And we love it, don't we? We love giving gifts. We love receiving gifts. And it's like a lovely time of the year. Why, why, why can't that continue? Why is it just January the 25th when we say, uh, here's, here's something for you? And we say, thank you. And we show our gratitude. One person told me he goes for a walk through the forest. He spends one hour walking. And for that hour, he thinks of 50 things that he's grateful for. And he shouts it out in the woods. I'm grateful for these trees. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for what I've got. I'm grateful for what I haven't got. And that's a gratitude attitude. And if you have that, if I have that, I'm going to be a nicer person. Some of you are saying every time you were a nicer person. <laughs> you understand? We'll be nicer. We'll be more pleasant. We'll enjoy life more. We'll prosper more. Because we won't be have a wall around us. They're basically saying, doom and gloom, go away. 
but actually we'll enjoy the days that God gives us on this earth. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love. You've done so much for us. Make us the 10%, Lord. Part of the 10% of this nation that says thank you for our liberty. Thank you for our freedom. Thank you for the wealth that you've put in this nation. Thank you for everything that you do for us. Thank you that we are saved, that we're blood-bought, that we have a future, that we have an eternity that is secure, that you're good to us, that you came and died for us, that you've set us free, that you'll fill us with your Holy Spirit, that 2019 will be better than 2018 that our best days are ahead of us and not behind us. Our latter days will be greater than our former days. That's your promise, Lord. And you don't lie. You don't lie. You don't give false promises. You fulfill every word in your word to us, Father. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We are grateful Grateful that we have a home to go home to, that we perhaps have a car to drive back to, a job to go to, wages to come in, family, little ones, loved ones, grandparents, parents, youngsters, great-grandparents, all sorts of people, Father, that you've given us into our lives. Give us a gratitude attitude as we begin this year. In Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. For more information about our church, or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcenter.com.